Thursday, August 3rd, 2023. Welcome to Big Screens and TV Streams live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale, and guys, we've got a jam-packed show today. I think we're in the heart of summer movie blockbuster season. Movies are back. Summer movies are back. It's alive more than ever, especially with some big releases we'll be reviewing later in the show. we got a huge, awesome show lined up that, yes, you heard from me. We'll give a shout-out here to welcome to Victor. Hey, guys. How's it going? Always rocking, of course, the the movies every summer. Man, this is just... This is going to get nuts. Oh, this is just going to get nuts. Yes. Summer movie blockbuster season. I absolutely love it. Producer Paul's in the production booth right now. He'll be joining us momentarily, and I think Katie will be joining us in progress here later on here as well. Yes. Uh, but we have a special guest in the studio with us today. We were in, I interviewed him uh, a couple weeks ago on the Grand Forks Best Source interview and found out he's a fellow lover of the movies, of the cinema, so we had to have him on big screens and TV streams. So give a big round of applause. We're going to give you the little drum roll here to David Passmore. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, man? Thanks for joining us. Good, great. Um, and yeah, when we started talking movies last time and, and heard you guys had this show, I was really excited to, to be able to be here. So thank you guys for having me. This is great. Yeah, we, we're going to talk about so many movies. And, uh, and, and for the, we're going to have big reviews for Oppenheimer, uh, do a little comparison to Fat Man, Little Boy, the original take on the kind of uh, in cinema for the creation of the atom bomb. And then also we're going to be talking about the Barbie movie. We're going to be reviewing that. Uh, I know Victor and David has that covered. Oh, and I know Paul is super excited <laughs> to talk about the new Twisted Metal series on Peacock. And I, I, ha- I did manage to see the first episode of that, so I'll be able to uh, join in a little bit on that. And then... So much movie news and happenings going on this week, too. We like to kick it off with some of the latest happenings in Hollywood. A couple things I got to note here. Uh, Unfortunate news, actor Paul Rubin, uh, or excuse me, Rubin's better known to many the world over as Pee Wee Herman. He unfortunately passed away uh, earlier this week on, I believe, Monday. He was 70 years old after a battle with cancer. Uh, I got this quote uh, from uh, a statement posted on his Facebook. uh, Quote, last night we said farewell to Paul Rubens, an iconic American, American actor, comedian, writer, and producer whose beloved character Pee Wee Herman delighted generations of children and adults with his positivity, mm. whimsy, and belief in the importance of kindness. Mm. So, yeah, memories of Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, just, uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, Hollywood losing a big, big, uh, Big, big actor, uh, and for, for his movies, uh, what, what, three or four live action movies? The TV show ran for what five, six years. I think uh, they brought it back for a year or two, uh, like a decade or so ago. Which was sad because heck, even when who was it? Because Phil Hartman, he was on that show too, and he sadly passed away as well. So heck, oh, true, two great. What's one? Freeman. Oh, that's right. Morgan Freeman was on there as well. Yes, that is very true, Paul. I know on, uh, on, one, Paul. on Icky's uh, show on Grand Forks Best Source, uh, Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema, uh, one of his movies of the week was that several months ago we reviewed Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. Yes. Or, or his first movie, or was it Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure? Is that the official yeah, title? Yeah, he's that, looking that for was, his bicycle, right? Yeah, because that Tim Burton directed that. Yeah, that was such a fun watch and rewatching that for the first time in decades that was i'm now i'm glad i had a chance to revisit it uh especially more so but uh uh and i know you know me being a wrestling fan he i he did do a guest appearance as peewee herman on an episode of wrestling for wwe raw like several years ago and he he still kept up he still had that same look that peewee herman look looked like he didn't age a day uh all 
throughout all over the years. Uh, so yeah, uh, any other memories uh, about Paul Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman? Before we move on, guys, I, I still I know he was always known for Pee Wee Herman, but I loved him in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Before it became a series, it was a movie. Oh yeah, the early um, '90s movie, right? I loved it. it was I so had cool. no idea he was in that movie. Really? I, I'm a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Same. Seen every episode. And, uh, saw the movie. I had no idea he was in that. Yeah, That's... He, he was the one that got his arm cut off. Oh. <laughs> and of course, he was. I'll have to rewatch that now. It's, I'll have and, to rewatch that. And it's really funny because when she stakes him, of course, he just goes on this hour long like dying scene. He's like, oh, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, so yeah. Paul Rubens, rest in peace. I, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, we are live every other Thursday at three. We're going to be at 3 p.m., usually at 1 p.m. We're going to be at 3 p.m. for the next couple of months here. Uh, so find us on Grand Forks Best Source, on your favorite social media channels, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Rumble. Uh, join in the chat with your live questions or comments, or call or text them in, 701-213-0863. We want to hear what you guys have to say. I always love interacting with the live chat. Uh, one other news here. I can't, we're going to be talking about these both these movies later, but just the big box office opening weekend for Oppenheimer and Barbie. Uh, I'm sure you guys have probably seen this. I kind of titled it for the episode it's been kind of known over the cinema press they're kind of calling it barbieheimer <laughs> that, yes. that dumb play on words but just because of how much box office both movies generated uh during their opening three days in the in theaters uh, 162 million for barbie uh. 82 and a half million uh for oppenheimer uh then uh then you add in ticket sales for mission impossible spider-man across the spider-verse still having some long legs all these weeks later and sound of freedom other top uh theater uh box office uh two from recent weeks and the overall weekend box office from those first three days topped 311 million dollars the fourth highest uh three-day weekend haul in movie history so that's just huge huge news for the box office and rebounding too after you know trying to uh, get back to full-on movie mood coming off of the pandemic here not to to mention the writer's strike uh, because that's just getting ugly Mm -hmm. yeah no but it's it's awesome to see people getting back out to the cinemas and like you say it's kind of a, a revitalization of you know, post-COVID cinema Hmm. and people getting back out to the theater. And, um, you know, I've been a movie guy my whole life and the summer blockbusters are always something you look forward to. And now we're seeing that, you know, coming back, that resurgence in the cinema. So it's fantastic. I've loved the Barbenheimer, uh, those, you know, (laughs) the play on words. uh, Yeah. Um, So it's a lot of fun. And and when I saw Barbie for the first time, I had to see it in the same day as Oppenheimer. So it was a double feature. You know, and I couldn't agree more with you because one of the things that was really discouraging to me now, it, it, it does come in conveniently for certain things. But when I saw HBO Max was running movies at the same time that they were coming out at the theaters, it was really disappointing. But, you know, having three kids and a movie that you don't necessarily want to see in the big screens. That was kind of nice not to have to have that weight. I think uh, I certainly but, took advantage yeah. of it a lot. Yeah. And I know that Discovery, of course, has, has had their, you know, pretty much hand in everything. And because of uh, Warner Brothers' struggle that Christopher Nolan had with them, yeah. it, it was kind of a no-brainer at that point that he was going to go to Universal anyways because they treated him better. Uh, but still, uh, this was just a great year for movies. And I mean... You name it, from Barbie to Oppenheimer to Mission Impossible to Spider-Man to Ninja Turtles, which is coming really already here. So I Today's mean, launch day. Yeah, literally. And not to mention, we still got several more weeks, ladies and gentlemen, several more weeks.
weeks until my boy Blue Beetle makes his appearance. <laughs> and I know Paul is not excited about it, but I am still excited, so I can't wait to just oh. freak you guys out with the most. Your love well, for Blue Beetle is amazing. Paul, I saw you had something? Yeah, well, um, you know, going back to the big screen, um, you know, the, when you have these uh, kids that are, you know, in this younger generation mm. and they don't experience it, you know, because... Like, I have a 75-inch TV in my house. I mean, that's huge. That's a big TV. Very. But it still has nothing in comparison to going and the watching big it and oh, the yeah. big screen at yeah. the theater. Yeah. I mean, it's... 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially the sound. Uh, I... Oh, when you see it in IMAX or just anything in the IMAX theater. I yeah. know Oppen... I didn't see Oppenheimer in IMAX, but you have the sound. You have yeah. that... You know, it, it doesn't get any bigger than that. It doesn't yeah. get any better than that to see it in IMAX. And it sounds you like, know, yeah, that's what Nolan uh, optimized the movie for, too. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And mind you, yes, he did... Uh, film all this on film and it was done on film even on when you guys go to the movie and you see the credits he says this was all shot on film and it was done with actual film there was no digital in any of this isn't it pretty much only him and Quentin Tarantino are the one who can you know kind of rely lean into their uh, star power to get away with that oh yeah Yeah. because he shot in 75 millimeter Mm -hmm. literally for Hateful Eight and I I think too have you guys seen the news items too they're like there's like only what 30, 40 uh, IMAX theaters in the country, and yeah. like the bookings, the reservations for Oppenheimer are like booked out for many, many days in advance. Just yeah, because. if you can try, you can try to get tickets, but I mean IMAX. If you get a chance to even sit in those seats, and like Dave said, literally the sound, like literally when you watch Oppenheimer. You see, just you hear a pin drop, and then BAM! Just <laughs> absolute destruction well, of the atomic bomb. Well, Victor, I think that's a good segue to get into our review for Oppenheimer, and, and we're going to do some comparisons with Fat Man Little Boy. But before we do, we got to make sure to give a shout-out to our first sponsor of today's show. Uh, you know, talking about these big-budget summer movie blockbusters, the best thing to do is have some treats to go with them. And when we think of treats, we're, they're our favorite place here in the Grand Cities Mall for mm. treats. Oh, for heavens, cakes, and more. Located right in the Grand Cities Mall. If there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods and that's where oh for heaven's cakes comes in they have the best cakes for special occasions or just a treat uh they make incredible specialty items by order or just walk in to find out more i know i got a birthday cake for my dad there last year and they walked me through customizing the cake to just the awesome bespoke creation uh with fillings and topping or the frosting and everything they are awesome to work with if you're a business owner and want to treat your employees uh make sure to ask them about their employee discounts to treat your employees well uh they're located on the north back side of the grand cities mall open tuesday through friday from 10 to 4 and on saturdays from 9 to noon call them up 701-757-2253 or email Oh, for heaven's cakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's Oh, for heaven's cake in the Grand Cities Mall. And if you're looking for a cake job while well, they're hiring too, make sure to stop in Oh, for heaven's cakes and more in the Grand Cities Mall to ask about their employment opportunities. All right, so first big future review of the show here. We're going to be talking about Oppenheimer. Uh, and yeah, so I know Paul, me, you, and I think yeah, Katie, that we're all in the theater there. We we saw Oppenheimer, uh, big big review. Uh, so Victor, I like how you kind of alluded to it, and, and David too about just how it being shot on film, being designed to see, be seen in the theaters. So yeah, and uh, yeah, let's see. We're, Paul's loading up some images here for it too. We got queued up here too, just kind of set the tone for the review. So this is, uh, for the uninitiated, about the creation of the atomic bomb and leads up to the building of the, trin- uh, the testing, the 
known today as a Trinity test, where they tested it in the desert there in New, New Mexico, in the San, was San Alamos Desert. I may be getting the name of that just a little off, but uh, yeah, your latest Christopher Nolan movie, you know, for those that don't know, directed just countless great hits. Inception, Dunkirk, Prestige, Batman, Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, so uh, this is all about it, too. You know, it's not exactly a biopic of, uh, of uh, with Cillian Murphy doing the honors of playing uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer. It's just kind of building up to it. How did you like how it, it kind of focuses on it? For It's a three-hour movie that moves fast, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And one thing I'll say uh, just in general about the, the film is it is a cinematic experience. Yeah. That's the best way yes. to describe it, yeah. just in... Just in two words, cinematic experience, it takes you on a journey from start to finish. I remember when I left the theater, I was uh, emotionally drained. Uh, yeah. You know, because the, the film immerses you into this, this character's life and, uh, and, and just the journey that everyone that he worked with uh, and interacted with, his family, the other scientists, everyone that, that went on this journey with him. So it's, it really is an experience. And... What, what do you guys think in those early stages of the film? It's kind of building up his relationships. You know, he's a member of the Co- American Communist Party there, and that's a big focus on the kind of show, kind of jumping in the little quick cuts of him being uh, not exactly prosecuted. They're, they're not convicting him. They're, they're saying this is, a, uh, this is a persecution of denial, not conviction. They make sure to reference to throughout the film uh, about tr- him trying to get a security clearance uh, reapproved. And, and that kind of keeps interfering with him where they're showing him meeting these early Communist Party members as early... Uh, uh, love interests and all that. How did you like those early stages of the so, movie, how it built up those relationships? I, I, I thought that they did a really... He did a really good job of balancing out the fact that in history, like he, like, he had ties to the Communist Party, and that was a concern. But he also made a really good transition into how intelligent of a person he was. I mean, he was, you know, one of the first people to, you know, deal with fusion and all this kind of stuff and bring it into America. So, you know, having that balance, because a lot of movies, they, like, they would try to sway one direction. But I think in this movie, they did a really good job of walking that fine line. Yeah, exactly. It was also just the, the chemistry with the cast. I, and, and I say this because it's very true with any movie you do. There is nothing more important than the cast. And my gosh. There is just a ton of people who just yeah. brought their A games to this. And not only that, but you got to give it to Robert Downey Jr. After so many Iron Man films he did, I think a lot of people forgot how great of an actor he was. And he really brought home this slimy, evil, bastard of a man that he played. But I will say that, I mean, just everyone from Jack Quaid to even Josh Peck, who didn't have very much in there's, the movie. There's a lot that of was big, a different role for yeah. him. Yeah, it was. And I thought, yo, go. That's my boy there's, there. There's like, a seriously. Lo- there's a lot of big names in here that had just very minor minuscule roles in here. Casey Affleck yeah. uh, and, and, and so many more. Uh, the, 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 like Josh Hartnett, you know, bringing oh, him yeah, back. Yeah. What a role I still performance for him. I literally That's what we were totally be- telling you about when we were watching it. I, yeah. Still couldn't believe he had so much makeup on and all that. I'm like, oh, and and it's no, it's been a minute since really seeing him in something major here too. Yeah, and he was perfect for that role. And and like you said, that you know, just the cast, the on-screen chemistry. Mm. You know, I think everyone was just cast perfectly for this. You could feel it. Yeah, you can just tell by everyone working together. That is one disagreement I will have with you guys. All right, here we go. I think that Robert Downey Jr. was not the. the good cast for this because what I got from it was him playing the same character in civil war in Marvel. 
And I mean, it almost seemed like I was watching the same character. That was the only. I mean, I thought he did a good job, but it's it was too reminiscent of it for me. Well, and actually, uh, just to uh, kind of piggyback off of that, because uh, I think it was the scene where he's walking down the steps at at the college institution yeah. to greet Oppenheimer. I'm like. There's Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah. I even yeah. said, like, in my mind, I'm like, there's his walk. There's. So, yeah, it's like you can definitely see a lot of similarities when when an actor, I don't want to say, like, typecast, but when an actor has been in a role so much, mm-hmm. you're so used to associating that actor yeah. and everything that they do, their, man, their, their mannerisms, their, their body language. Like, oh, there's Tony Stark. So I'll agree with you there for sure, like. You, you you can't watch an actor like that and not make those associations associations with their previous roles. Yeah. Which which is so. I, I I do agree, but also to piggyback with you guys, of course, um, with with Tony Tony, of course, when you see him enter a room, as he says, you know you're the smartest guy in the room when you walk in, and immediately he's like. I'm in charge. You're going to listen to yeah. what I say, or you're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah, and that's with, swagger, with, that confidence. And with, and with him in Civil War, he was like telling Steve, like, all you have to do is sign your name on this lie, and that's it. With this one, I mean, yes, you could tell he's Tony Stark, but when he walks in this movie, he's a little bit slow. He's not as... Oh, this is kind of like one of the first movies where they really are kind of aging him up. He's kind of balding. Yeah, you can yeah. kind of tell yeah. he's and like he's, in, his, in his final third of his life, kind of, here. Like, so I think yeah. that kind of helped differentiate him a, a little bit from the Tony Stark that we got used to seeing. Oh, in the yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He still got, he still got his, you know, his mojo swagger. going, but <laughs> at the same time... He, he was good. There was just... Too many similarities to me for me, no. yeah, but that, that, that's about it. You know. Um, so yeah, I just to kind of push along with where the movie's going. It all builds up. You know, they get the team together, the team of scientists, and it's really. I, I really got a lot of probably my favorite part of the movie here was that chunk where they're they're getting the the town created for all the scientists in San, San Alamos Desert, and you see the meeting of the best scientist minds in the country. You know, just talking shop, making you know the fat man, little boy bombs, uh, atomic bombs, and seeing it all come together there how how did you guys like uh again in that christopher nolan uh very very we're kind of talking a little bit we're like oh three hour movie and i'm like you know it's christopher christopher nolan he makes his three hour movies fly by because he it seemed to me like we got a four hour movie in three hours worth or four hours of content and then a three hour film uh what what do you guys think about just like the building up to the creation of the atomic bomb test he he always comes prepared that's why i love him so much because he already knows what he needs to do and he did this with three of his other movies like he did what Stanley Kubrick did in 2001 a space odyssey if we couldn't make the building turn we would cheat and we would just create it ourselves and just like he did with the town he hired real people to do the town he hired real construction workers who knew what they were doing to build this town and it was all done with real workers he did this with in uh what was it interstellar he he couldn't digitally make corn so he grew it and then he sold it for a profit and i mean the realism he puts in his movies like you said it was supposed to be three hours but we already got everything in it like in a second Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah yeah, he was so prepared so i mean you can't deny the man he's that good yeah no and that's how you really create that powerful cinematic experience is if it's not real then you make it real exactly um you know with the mission impossible movie they actually the the train in the ending scene was the an actual train that they built yeah and demolished for the movie Mm -hmm. you know so as far as like the town goes and them building that up and 
no detail was left out either. Yeah. When Oppenheimer and Kitty got to their house yep. and Kitty comes out and says, well, there's no kitchen. Well, we'll, just, well, we'll yeah, fix that. Yeah, we'll you know, fix you, that. <laughs> the audience is really like there and, yeah. and seeing just how fast everything, you know, was built yeah. and, and how much they were really pouring into this, you know, the Manhattan Project with resources, yeah. but also just ingenuity. Yep. You saw it on the screen and it was real. Yeah. Those are some fantastic takeaways. Now, this all leads up to the, the, the big payoff. You know, the, how did you guys like uh, the depiction of the Trinity test, the buildup, the countdown, the way it was pulled off? No sound being used for the bomb being blown up. Did yeah. you think that was the right choice to go? Oh, just def- like how did you like the overall how it was pulled off in the movie? I loved it. I, Definitely, I, I, yeah. I, I love that there was when you when you don't hear anything. Like I love how they don't cheapen silence. Like, and we've talked about this before yeah, on the show. Silence is powerful. When mm-hmm. you do, if you use silence in any movie, don't cheapen it with underscore music unless it's a good score. That's fantastic. But when you give people silence. It makes people frightened, like, what's going to come next? What's going to happen? Is he going to die? No. It's just literally building and building up and then just yeah, boom. Yeah, because one of the most annoying things to me in any movie is when they have that Indian chanting that, yeah, or whatever it is. Like, they have it in Troy, 300, like, all those different movies. Like, it would just be better if you would just kill the music yeah just be, yeah, i don't, I don't know if you know what the, the, the tune yeah. that i'm referring to no, is, it's just like bum, ba-da, bum, ba-da, yeah. <laughs> which movie are you were seeing troy or well, i know it's like they got that like uh native american chanting all the time when they're like trying to bleed up to something i'm i'm thinking of past christopher nolan films dark knight where they're when he's going through his training and they kind of got like the chanting in that that was more or dark knight but, rises sorry well, william for that one like and hans zimmer i love his scores so he's such a powerful you know, composer that his scores are like, I'm not going to make it until the big, big finale. Like, so when he literally jumps and climbs out of that, like that darkness, mm-hmm. that's when the score just gets higher and right. higher and stronger. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want it quiet. I want it super quiet in here. And then ready, wait for it. Bam. Yes. That's, he made it. So I want that score to be big. I want you to literally conduct. And when he does it, it's just like quiet, quiet. And then, Get ready for it, and then click it, go. Yeah. And I love that. I love when they do that. When someone like John Williams or Hans Zimmer, they know how to build their tension. When other people, and and I've seen like what Paul says, there are some where literally when they're in a battle scene, they just go bum ba da bum ba da bum. Oh yeah, you know? like your your kind of cliche battle music. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's fine for a while, but yeah, you might as well just kill it because the violence is more extreme, the silence is more extreme than just well, the music. I, I think it's safe. Christopher Nolan, his films, they usually get nominated for best sound or sound mix. Sound oh, yeah. editing. I think this is another shoe in fantastic yeah, sound more, all around. He, has, he had more Oscars for cinematography yeah. too. His cinematography. I was going to ask one of my questions for you guys: the cinematography for this film, for how it was shot. Just like we kind of touched on that for how they did the atom bomb sequence yeah. there, and so all that. So that was that was one thing that, and we'll get into this a little bit more when we talk about Fat Man and Little Boy. But that was the one thing that I was kind of disappointed in with this movie as well. Is that I thought it focused. A, I mean, the movie is Oppenheimer, but I thought it focused just a little bit too much on just him in society and his role in, you know, building the the bomb and everything. And it really left you lost with a lot of uh, information that was relevant to all of the other people that were creating this. And, you know, because like, like you said, I mean, you know, I, okay, 
Spoiler alert, you're on a movie review yeah. show. <laughs> and the movie's been um, out for a couple yeah, they, weeks. They only, I mean, they they only show the bomb go off at the very end of the movie, you know? And I mean, it's like all these people that were developing this thing, that did, they didn't go into the science of what they did or anything. The only thing they focused on was Oppenheimer throughout the entire movie as far as I was concerned. You know, I was kind of thinking about that going into the movie. You know, is the audience really going to be brought into the technical side of things? Are we uh-huh. going to, you know... And they don't talk about it a whole lot. Like you say, they're really focused on Oppenheimer. They don't talk about it a whole lot. I think when they're when they're in that room and having their open discussions, you know, how do we detonate this thing? Well, the, and they start illustrating, you know, the the implosion device and stuff like that. But we really don't get a deep dive into the technicalities. Into uh, do you the, think the filmmakers were afraid of maybe turning off like casual moviegoers with too much of a focus on the X's and O's of all the science, but, perhaps? But, but, but maybe so. But you know what? If that's the case, then you shouldn't watch Big Bang Theory because the whole purpose is to learn the science of everything. Science, just like he did for Interstellar, when his uh, little daughter uh, Matthew McConaughey's daughter, who was uh, played by this wonderful actress, uh, I'll think of it in a second. But um, she, as she said to him, science. Science is about studying things we don't understand. So if you don't understand something, well, then, yeah, you got to explain it somehow, whether, you know, it's boring or anything. It's exciting because it's in a movie. So you would you rather write about it or would you rather watch and hear about it? So, I, yeah. What were you saying, David? And, oh, and I love the visualizations, too, with uh, when he's describing uh, discovery of the uh, of a black hole. You know, that was kind of un- unexpected to me. I'm, th- I'm thinking, OK, we're going to watch the creation of the A-bomb and then. You know, he goes off and I didn't even realize that Oppenheimer was the founder, uh, uh, the individual that discovered uh, the theory of black holes and, and set set us on. I the didn't either. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, loved, I love that. Too. I love the description that he kind of goes into on how they're created. And even, you know, before we we knew for sure definitively that they did exist. That was kind of a fun dive uh-huh. into the the science behind that. Yeah. And, and like the, like I said, too, I mean, uh, I had. You know, at the beginning of this, I had no idea, like, what an intelligent person Oppenheimer was. I didn't, I mean, nobody knew who Oppenheimer was. And, you know, they even said it in the movie, uh, what was the president? Um, Harry Truman? Truman. He said, you know, because Oppenheimer was like, well, I, I'm not going to drop the bomb. Truman's like, you're not going to drop the bomb. I'm going to drop Very the bomb. Very powerful scene. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Gary Oldman. Old nice Gary Oldman. Literally, I love how he uses yeah. the same cast. Like, yeah. literally, I love that, man. Yeah. Just, he yeah. just, just appears. So, so nobody knew who Oppenheimer was until you have, like, movies like this. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess to kind of fast track that wrap up on this year, last hour of the movie, you think, I know with Fat Man Little Boy, the movie kind of wrapped up with the testing of the atom bomb, uh, mm-hmm. the Trinity test. But here we get another hour of, like, kind of like the persecution of Opp- Oppenheimer after the Trinity test, him going through those many like very very uh just like deep dive uh him and his acquaintances and colleagues getting grilled by the uh prosecutor uh played by scott grimes uh yeah what would you make of that did you think they should have ended the movie at the two hour mark after the test or did you think this was like a worthwhile addition uh to just the just how oppenheimer was getting you know quizzing him and his associates about his i think it was probably one of the most important parts of the movie because uh I mean, this was going uh, through, you know, communism and Nazism. Yeah. And so there was a lot of communists and they were communists because they were not trying to be part of the Nazi party. Yeah. But in America, the communists were also looked like frowned upon. So even though he was a communist, they thought that he was like a spy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But that wasn't the case, and that's why they had these, you know, hearings against him because, you know, he's the one that created the bomb, so they think that they're going to take it over and he's going to give it to the Nazis. But the Nazis 
the communists were against the Nazis. That was a whole separation between them, but they didn't have the freedoms that we had in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that was a really important part of the movie. I also thought it was really, really good that, you know, not only did you meet Oppenheimer, but you met other great minds too, like Einstein. And, And the fact that she talked to him and was giving him advice and... This isn't a spoiler. This is this does happen in the movie, ladies and gentlemen, where he talks to him in secret and tells him, actually, you know, you, you look at these people and like Paul said, you know, with communism and the, you know, going against the Nazis and everyone coming together to pretty much unite for this very big moment. You know, they look at all these important people. And like Dave said, you see all these people in a room who, you know, who were dealing with fusion and very powerful, you know, chemicals that were going to go into this bomb and, you know, destroy everything. They didn't thank them. They didn't acknowledge them. They only just talked about this one man who, who, like Paul said, no one ever even heard of. Not even Harry Truman said, I'm going to do it. I don't know who you are. Yeah. Mm. Well, they have that great exchange between Truman and Oppenheimer, where Oppenheimer is like, "I feel like I got blood on my hands," but Truman's like, "No, I'm going to. I'm. They're going to be the. I'm the one who's going to make the call. They're, I'm going to be the one who's getting all yeah. the all the reflection upon for making this very yeah. powerful scene." Yeah. That, yeah. I, I'm a huge Gary Oldman fan. Same. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is called Lost in Space. I love that he, one. He's the main antagonist in that movie, and he just a. Beautiful job yes. um, in that movie, acting that character. Um, and uh, yeah, that scene with with Oppenheimer and uh, Truman, I actually almost I wanted to like jump out of my chair and cheer when I saw Same. Gary Oldman. I'm like, yes. Same. <laughs> I, I, keep, um, I keep thinking of that meme. It's like imagining waking up a week later and realizing you're Gary Oldman because he's that good of an actor. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he he should be on the top ten list for greatest oh, method actors because absolutely. that man. Oh my God. One of much like Mr. Dave, I love. I absolutely love Gary Oldman, and I love one of my favorite movies he did was with Francis Ford Coppola and Dracula. He played so many parts, and he was not afraid to just put on every single piece of makeup to make sure you don't recognize right. him. Uh, final him. thoughts on Oppenheimer here. I know we're going to give a couple oh, quick comparisons of Fat Man, Little Boy, but just final <laughs> thoughts. Safe to recommend this one. How does it rank of all the Christopher Nolan movies for you guys? Very beautifully made, honestly. Like, well done. Top top third of Christopher Nolan's movies, you'd uh, say? Oh, yeah. yeah. It belongs up there with a lot more, but, you know, I mean, we'll just leave sorry. it. I love all Christopher Nolan movies. Initial, it'll probably could change if you ask me any day of the weeks, but initial thoughts a couple weeks later. Absolutely love it. I'm going to say it's somewhere in the middle the middle pack of his movies, middle of the pack, but I love all of his movies so much that's actually high praise for right. me. How about for you guys? One, I was going to say the same thing. It's really tough to like, yeah. you know, what Christopher Nolan movie do you want to put toward the top, middle, or end? Because they're all so... They're all unique. Yeah. That's the biggest thing with Christopher Nolan's films is they're all unique. It's really hard to compare. Yeah. One thing I'll say about Oppenheimer that I loved is that he captured the he captured the moral dilemma mm. of what they were doing yeah. very well and very powerfully after uh in the movie after the A bombs were dropped in real, you know, mm. in Japan, uh they show Oppenheimer addressing a cloud uh, a crowd of people and you could kind of take a trip in his mind yeah. what you know how is he feeling and then he walks out of that auditorium and and you see someone very emotionally distraught it's like the the film does a great job of taking you into that emotional and moral dilemma yeah that is just so powerful yeah. and i was i was wondering before seeing the movie i was wondering how much they would dive into that yeah. and i think he did it very artistically yeah. very beautifully 
Yeah. Okay. So I'd highly recommend the movie. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it a seven of just Christ. because I, I agree with you. It was done very artistically. I think they could have trimmed the fat off a lot of stuff. Oh, and I think that they could have uh, gave credit to a lot more people that were involved in the Manhattan Project because you don't really even remember the names of the other people that were in the movie that had so much to do with it. And also, um, you know, I mean, they did it at the end, but the the creation of this pretty much stopped the casualties of every war since it happened. And, I mean, they did this at the very, very end of the movie. I think they should have done it two-thirds into the movie, you know, like dropping it on Japan and, and then talking about how oh, actually this, getting this the stopped point of it. casualties yeah. for the rest of wars throughout time, the impact that it had. I thought that would have been more impactful than just going into the last half of a court hearing. Gotcha. So that's why I, no, that's no, I why hear. I gave it a seven. Oh no, fair. No, fair. yeah, that's pretty fair. Yeah, I hear absolutely. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say I'm. I, I could definitely see an argument for that. Okay. I, I, I guess I, the way I felt they were building up to the movie, I always kind of had the clear. Uh, or for me, it came, it came across that they were building up to the the. The testing, that being the main focus of the movie, and maybe and not the actual bombs dropping in Japan. So I guess I didn't have a problem with the way they had for the direction of the movie there. But you know, that's some good good way to segue to comparing it to Fat Man and Little Boy. I know Paul, you recommended uh, giving this a watch going into this movie. I haven't had a chance to see it. It came out in 1989 uh, with Paul Newman kind of taking. You know, we didn't get a chance to talk about Matt Damon's portrayal of the general in Oppenheimer. Great oh, performance, General Groves. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought Paul Newman's performance uh, as the general was. A hundred times better than Matt Damon. I mean, I thought Damon was excellent. I thought Damon also, was good, but, but, but yeah, it was, Paul I Newman mean, far better. It was it was apples and oranges mm-hmm. between the the uh, uh, what's I'm looking for the personality mm-hmm. yeah. portrayal of him. Newman's but a little I mean, bit Paul more Newman, gruff. Well, yeah, Paul, you know, but, Paul I mean, Paul, Newman, it's Paul Newman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, Paul, Paul Newman, Newman. No, he knows how to play hard. And, um, and I will say the one thing that stuck out to me, <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if you got hard. this. You know, David, you just made a, a, a great point about them f- focusing on, you know, the, you know, you know, reflecting on the the radiation damage and you know the the consequences of dropping what you know the uh, uh, the bomb and you know just the perils that that could bring to war for uh, radiation. Uh, I thought they. Well, they did a great job of it in Oppenheimer, Paul, I definitely thought they kind of doubled down on that in Fat Man and Little Boy. Yeah, and, and Fat Man, and it, it's been so long. I mean, after rewatching it, I was like, okay, this wasn't actually as good as I remembered it. <laughs> but anyway, it's still a good movie. Yeah, it's still pretty, I, I still and, enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah and, and it's, you know, it's more about the development of the bombs and everything like that. Uh, but, you know, even Fat Man and Little Boy, I remembered that about the creation of the bomb in Oppenheimer. I don't I didn't remember him. And then after rewatching it, I was like, actually, this movie is Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. It's totally about him yeah. and him being affiliated with the communists and everything. But it more evolves around the general mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, you know, the you know, Oppenheimer getting the team together and the creation of the bomb and everything. Not so much. It's, it's about... You get some focus I, I on the other team I want to say it's 30% Oppenheimer, yeah. 70% Manhattan Project, mm-hmm. where the Christopher Nolan one is 90% Oppenheimer, 10% Manhattan, yeah. Manhattan Project. And then you, that does have a, a, a Fat Man Little Boy has a not as 
wide of a range of a supporting cast as Oppenheimer, but still, it, it brings in a lot of other supporting players too. You got John Cusack; he has he shows a lot of range too. Like they, yep. he gets radiation poisoning. I have no idea if that actually happened a legit thing or if that's maybe some creative liberties they took for the movie. But you know, they kind of show him battling with radiation poisoning in the final like uh, half hour of the movie. That was pretty powerful stuff to see, and and then some other major roles in there too from other actors in there too. So yeah, I. I who did you like uh, better for uh, the uh, for Oppenheimer, uh, Cillian Murphy or uh, Dwight Schultz in Fat Man, Little Boy? Um, which one is which? Uh, us, oh, well, Cillian, C- oh, yeah, Cillian Murphy yeah. by yeah, far, K- by oh, far. So it's K- it's but, Murphy. Mm-hmm. but I I do oh, yeah. think the that I still uh, this Paul Newman's portrayal of a, uh, a general uh, overheading this thing is way more realistic than Matt Damon's. I don't think that the army would go for Matt Damon's portrayal. I think that it would be a Paul Newman. <laughs> I don't know. Matt Damon Matt Damon can be a hard-ass when he I wants mean, to be. Damon did, just Damon not, did not great, as much Paul Newman. No, maybe. Newman, phenomenal. Yeah, and then uh, this is two hours versus three hours, and it all culminated the end is, no, the, the Trinity test. And the way they, I thought the way they did the Trinity test in Fat Man Little Boy was... Uh, very, very awesome. I mean, they only had so much special effects to work with, you know, for 1989 quality special yeah. effects. What but do we have? I mean, what do we have? 99, 2009. Yeah, 30 some odd years. Yeah. 35-ish years. Exactly. Yeah. So to be yeah. fair, but, ladies and gentlemen, that's not that long a production, which means it's not that long of a movie. So I'm sorry. I know everyone says three hours is pretty long, but come on. Like, I mean, fl- no, no, we're by. saying we're saying th- the movies are thirty five years apart. Oh no, I know what you're yeah. saying, but I know that most people when they they look at movies like this and then they look back, of course, at Fat Man, Little Boy, they would think that oh well, two hours versus three hours, which one would I rather see? It's kind of like which which oh, time I was, is I, better. So. I, I wasn't. I didn't mean for it to come off as like oh, this is two hours, so it's obviously a lot shorter. I was just saying like oh no, it. it it culminated with just a Trinity test at the end and didn't have that extra hour of like the hearings and all that at the end. It kind of, and just kind of just the comparison of the Trinity test. Yeah. Which is fine. Like I said, I, I honestly personally joked because we've do- joked about this before, ladies and gentlemen, where literally we talked about how long movies are compared to most movies. And, and, and of course, in cinema like if we want to go really far back which we which we won't we're just telling you that most productions back then were super longer than they were now like if you watch war for the planet of the apes versus uh cleopatra you're going to sit there for hours with cleopatra with play of the ape war for the planet of the apes you're just going to skate right by it so i mean yeah. really it's so- Got a lot of, i mean i love long movies too i mean i i love long movies i love short movies i love everything in between so i'm all all for the love of the cinema here at big screens and tv streams as we all but uh uh know i know victor i know you got some marvel dc news here then we're gonna jump to your barbie review a lot of big show to come up here in a little bit but first we gotta give a shout out to our next sponsor here northwest tire where for tires work on your vehicle and so much more visit northwest tire on gateway drive they are north dakota's largest tire dealer with family and family owned and operated for over 40 years and from big to small northwest tire does it all you can find all the big name brands like toyo nokian bridgestone firestone and so much more give them a call at 701-780-8473 to schedule your next appointment northwest tire is located on gateway drive in grand forks and they're helping you get the perfect tires for whatever you drive so yeah big shout out to chad hoff and everyone at northwest tire 
We got to have the we got to have the, the theme song, honestly. Victor knows that jingle too. I, I love yeah. that theme song so much, dude. I don't know who wrote it, but that that dude is literally just killing it. I I love it. I absolutely love All the right. jingle. Victor, uh, I know we're kind of running a little long. Can you give us possibly a rapid fire Marvel DC movie TV latest update? I know you said you had some things for us. Oh, of course. Uh, so th- this literally is a crazy season, and I know we're running pressed for time, but so we got of course the new Batman Hush, of course figure that's coming out this week it's for pre-order so go check that out um also superman has come out with more statues than ever so more dc news and marvel of course uh samuel jackson as we all know is in his new series secret invasion so if you have time or if you're pressed for time go check that out you don't have to watch every movie in the world to you know, get it. So just just go check out the show. Um, but otherwise, uh, there will be also, like I said, several more weeks until Blue Beetle. I cannot wait to see it. Literally, I'm gonna just jam all my love into it because I love the character. Whether David, you're you're new to the show, but. Victor has been hyping up Blue Beetle for what? What I think since February or March. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, like, and and it like I said. I, not only do I absolutely love cinema, I, I'm a cinephile, of course, but I, I love comic books aplenty. So you ask me anything and I will tell you anything. And, of course, the last thing I will say for, of course, Marvel and DC News is that this is going to be not only the greatest year for superheroes, but, of course, Aquaman and, of course, the new generation of heroes will come out this year with their own movies. So Batman, Superman, Legacy, and, of course, many others because James Gunn is going to kill it. So I'm really excited for that. But otherwise... That's it. So. Nice, thank you, man, dude. You got you are so up to date with the latest happenings in the Marvel, DC, other uh, third party comic book world, dude. So I, much. I'm just I'm just so excited, and I can't wait for Spawn too. So we'll but I'll talk about that later. So well, I know I cannot wait for David and Victor's takes on the new Barbie movie. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, you know what I mean. We kind of t- previewed it on on uh, our last show two weeks ago. Uh, you know, you, you, you hear the oh, Barbie movie, you see the poster of what you. It's probably what you think. You know, your casual, if a person didn't see the preview for it, like, oh, yeah, that looks like what you would think a Barbie movie would be like. You know, your uh, casual kind of bubblegum pop, you know, oh, uh, everyday <laughs> adventure for Barbie. But this movie is anything but that. So I got here for the IMDb synopsis. I'll, I'll just read this and throw it away to you guys. Barbie suffers a crisis that leads her to question her world and her existence. So she kind of transfers from the artificial world of Barbie into the real world. So take it away from there. Uh, I love, you know, there's a lot of uh, um, intricacies of the movie. It's yeah. not as, you know, cut and dry. Uh, you know, a lot of it, too, the quintessential, you know, Barbie theme, yeah. uh, the Barbie dreamland, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. But then, yeah, you know, she goes into the real world, throws her for a loop. Yeah. Um, you know, Ken discovers patriarchy and, yes. and, and horses. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and after he realized that it wasn't about horses, he wasn't that uh, wasn't that excited about patriarchy no. anymore, yep. you know, which is understandable. Mm. So. Uh, very good movie, very entertaining, a lot of humor throughout. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, and the characters, uh, a lot of the times are true to form. You know, Ken, Barbie, but they also go through this journey of, re- you know, self-realization and self-discovery, which is awesome to see. You know, a lot like, of it's translatable into our own lives. Yeah. Don't they start off with, like, at, like no emotions? Like, they're, like, real-life uh, uh, dolls, like, with, like, yeah. no, in, in like, sense, inner reflections, right? In, in a sense, but they... it. It's it's like how uh, they did in in the movie uh, what was it a gamer where you're you you're playing with the figure and there there's imaginative you can imagine whatever you want in that world and with Ken as well as Barbie I, I love how they 
they insert their like the the person who's playing with them inserts their own thoughts and feelings yeah, and so emotions. They're, they're still autonomous. Them. Exactly. And they're they're still putting their own selves into the figures themselves, but not in in a way that you would think like, oh, it's as Dave said, it's really cut and dry. It's fun in a way that because it's like you can imagine anything you want anything in the world you want and it will come in this world and like i uh dave said i love the fact that of course and i know this might get controversial to some people but i love the fact that they they put what we put in our own lives like the patriarchy and feminism and all this other stuff and how when you you know, reverse the two. Uh, Barbie goes in the real world and thinks, oh, well, they don't like me as much in this world as they do in Barbie land. Or how, like he's, uh, Dave said, when, of course, Ryan Gosling, he goes in the real world, sees all these manly things, and he's like, I want patriarchy and horses. <laughs> well, when he comes back there, and of course, he doesn't like what he sees, of course, in Barbie, he's like, I don't think, I don't think Patriarch so, is so great. <laughs> I, I have I have not seen this movie, but I have uh, listened oh, to a couple of reviews on it. And oh, so I got to get uh, your opinion on on these couple of questions. Oh, so, here yep. Here you I know, go. you know, I'm going to bring it. Oh, I know, I know, you always <laughs> going to bring it. I'm prepared for you. We're all about. Hey, we're all about having discourse. We we all can't agree on everything. Is we're all for, okay. we're all like for I said, it. I haven't seen it yet. I love so I, I don't have an opinion. Um, <laughs> but I have heard, you know, that okay, you're appealing to, you know, mothers or fathers bringing their, you know, young daughters to this movie because it's Barbie. Yes, but then it's not a kid's movie. And I've heard, you know, I heard like a thing that, that, you know, they have like a scene where it's like these, these Ken dolls are all talking about beaching each other off, like beating each other off. And it's, you know, like if I were to take, if I were to take my 10 year old daughter to this movie, thinking that this is going to be like enchanted. And then I see that crap. I would be pissed. Mm, the, which, which is, and, and oh, go ahead. Well, that's an ahead. interesting oh, parental perspective. No. Yeah, I was just going to say there definitely is a lot more adult theme content in the movie that I originally anticipated. Yes. Um, you know, uh, so so that you know, I love the beginning, the very beginning, yes. the 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 playoff of two thousand one, a space odyssey. Yes, that's what I was going to say. And when you're yeah. you're one of only seven people in the theater laughing because you know no one gets the reference. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was that was kind of clever. But yeah, there's a lot of especially when Barbie goes to the real world. Mm -hmm. You know, she says something like, uh, you know, Ken, Ken makes a comment and then Barbie says, well, I definitely feel an undertone of violence. You know, the, the adult audience can really pick up on stuff like yeah. that. So absolutely, there's a lot, there was a lot more adult theme references mm -hmm. than I had anticipated in the movie. Um, were, were they done, you know, and everyone's going to have, you know, their, their own perspective mm -hmm. on, you know, what's acceptable in a kid's movie and this mm -hmm. and that. Um, you know, as a father myself, I guess I, it didn't really jump out mm. as anything too brazen. Yeah. Brazen. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely see where someone might have that perspective without a doubt. Mm. You know, those, you know, kind of double meaning. Yeah. Uh, double entendre. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. Double entendre, yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I can see the subtle jokes like in Toy Story and stuff like that, you know which they cleverly hide. Yeah. But this is directly marketed. Yeah. towards young women. Yes. Yeah. And and that's the thing that I think that is really upsetting a lot of people because yeah. I, like we I mean we talked about it before when I was like I don't like I have no intentions of watching this and we were like oh it's going to be like enchanted and I was like oh it might be funny I'll go check it out and then I found out no it's not like enchanted yeah. it's well, it's totally just you know uh 
you know, feminism, yeah. blah, 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 Shit. all that kind of BS. Which is fair. And, and personally, I cannot say, you know, very much, you know, in the father's side because I am not a father like the two of you. But um, I can say this, Paul. It's, it is about feminism as well as patriarchy, which we deal with in society every day, believe me. And yeah, but not seven-year-old girls. You're, you're right. And, and it's, it's crazy to me <laughs> how, yes, this... This is for little kids, but it's also not for little kids. It's it's also telling children as well as anybody else that when we get older, you know, it, it goes back to the movie Tag, the in which I'll give you a quick synopsis. It's about these friends who play a long game of Tag their whole lives. But the thing was is I love what the, the tagline, pun intended, said in the movie when he's <laughs> like, well, we didn't get – we didn't stop playing because we got old. We got old because we stopped playing. And that sucks. Only as young as you feel, right? Yeah, exactly. And and the sucky thing is, is that I think whether you take your daughter to this or not, and I know there's a lot of double entendres and everything, but I also feel that, you know, it will teach kids that, you know, despite all the adult jokes and it might go over their head, it's it's still a you know, movie for girls. And it still teaches them that well, I think you can do whatever you well, want. It's, it's also worth emphasizing, too, you know, this isn't a PG-rated movie. It's PG-13, it, it so is, always, always well, good to and you, adhere and to the rating. And there's nothing wrong. You make a point, too, that, you know, because I, I think a lot of, you know, parents do read too much into this stuff yeah you know like the, the, the parents get the joke but most of the time the kids they don't even understand Just go right over yeah. There. Uh, yeah they don't even understand what's going on yeah i mean i, I read in a lot of childhood favorite animated movies watching with adult eyes i'm like oh okay yeah. <laughs> leave it to the parents yeah. groups to literally but come down i, I, I yeah. definitely want to get your guys's thoughts on the uh you know it seems like this movie couldn't be any more better casted with uh ryan gosling and margot robbie just your thoughts on their performances there oh, oh loved ryan gosling oh, oh my god um <laughs> if if we could have uh like the ryan gosling from the notebook yes that's the ultimate ken personification yeah. in my opinion the ryan gosling from notebook but he did a stellar job in this movie yes. um you know really you know personifying that ken role and then yeah. at the end uh uh so one of my favorite messages in this movie toward the very end ken has this realization that he can be his own person it yeah. doesn't have to be ken and barbie it could be I'm ken enough it's ken and it's barbie <laughs> That's one. That's one of the lines. Is it's Ken yeah. and it's Barbie. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Ken and Barbie. So it, yeah. the movie does dive into a lot of you know. So especially for 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 youth, is is being proud of who you are. Yeah. You don't have to fit a mold. You yeah. don't have to go along with what society thinks mm. you should be. You know, you can be your own person. You don't have to fall into these yeah. uh, you know gender stereotypes. Whatever. Just sounds uh, like they're married. Know, it, because well, it, it, and, it, and it does. It does act like they're married. But like Dave said, well, he yeah, th- he yeah. acts like that for sure. Yeah, and, and 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 I know a lot of people may think that they are married because they they live in the same world, you know. And but of course, it's her world, not his. And so I, I'm married. Yeah. I, I don't have my own world. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, though. But even with not having your own world, that's that's the thing. Like Dave said. You don't necessarily, I mean... It's my wife and me. Well, yeah, it is. But but in this sense, you can... In in this sense, you can have your, your... your way in in the world. She and, has her and, money and she has our money, which yeah. which goes a long way. So I mean, I, I I like Dave. Love the messages in this movie, where, yeah. but, but I love the messages in this movie as well. Where as and and 
you you the cast is just perfect. I mean, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who this woman is, Rita per, uh, Perlman. Uh, one of the most funniest ladies to ever enter sitcom territory with Shears, and I love her just because she's just not only just incredible, but she's just funny as hell. And I love the message she gave to Barbie where she's like, you know, idea, people die, you know, and, and that's fine. But ideas, they last forever. So it, it's just like, you know, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than Dave. It's bigger than Paul. It's bigger than Dale. It's bigger than everyone. So, I mean, if the creator dies, I mean, that's very sad. But the idea, it lasts forever. And that's why I love this movie, not only just for the, the cast and the crew. And a great shout-out to, of course, Greta Gerwig, because not only great yeah. actor, great yeah, director. Phenomenal. I director. love her. And, of course, her, her boyfriend, Noah Baumbach, who wrote this uh, beautiful movie with her, which I love both of them. Right. I, I just love the fact that all this creativity – didn't come from like it, it it wasn't so cut and dry it was about this this whole you know thing coming together and being fun it yeah. wasn't about like oh feminism versus patriarchy or men <laughs> versus women no it was just fun and enjoyable and silly victor and, that's a oh, great yeah. that's a great point i have for uh, both you and david for uh, one, one last question for you guys for uh, your uh, final thoughts on barbie uh, uh, i heard so many uh, great uh, just recaps from people's experiences at the movie. I know as we're walking out of Oppenheimer, we saw some people cosplaying for Barbie. I heard yeah. a lot of people were oh. cosplaying for this movie, or at least wearing some pink. And I heard that a lot of people were kind of making this more like an experience. Did you guys it witness was. any of that from your oh, uh, showings that you saw? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there was so much pink in that room. I, I literally <laughs> thought I was in Pink Panther. Oh wow! <laughs> like, that's how bad it was. David, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see a whole lot of cosplaying. Um, uh, as opposed to uh, Spider Man, I've seen that yeah. uh, with. The most recent Spider-Man movie, yeah. But uh, you can definitely tell the folks in the audience that really grew up yeah. in that Barbie yep. world, yep. and um, you know, there's a lot of references and a lot of things in the movie that that I didn't really pick up on. A lot of the subtleties, you know, the names of some of the houses, you know, mm. the the different props in Barbie Land. You really have to be immersed in that world yeah. and grow up with it. But I, I did hear there was a lot of good so, like references for hardcore Barbie fans. Yes, like, definitely. I, yeah. and well, if, I'm, I'm very glad I got to go see the movie with a hardcore Barbie fan. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that I didn't pick up mm. on, she did. Mm. It was a lot of fun, you know, and I know she really enjoyed it too. So especially if you grew up with, you know, kind of being immersed in that world, you're going to love the movie because... Yeah. You know, when they're on top of the dream house and they're throwing off the articles of clothing, yeah. it, it freezes and you get to see the name of the, the outfit. Yeah. I'm like, you know, that'll go over my head. But yeah. someone that, that, you know, uh, grew up with play, it. Yeah, grows yeah. up with it, kind of plays with that kind of stuff. Uh, they're going to pick up on it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, it's a you fun know, movie. If they wanted to make it realistic to Barbie. They should have been selling tickets for $250 a piece. <laughs> oh, wow. Because you can't buy anything Barbie for less than $250. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, go, go all in on that collector's market. All right, guys, fi fi final thoughts no, on Barbie. I'm, I'm dead serious. Uh, think Barbie, that's that's freaking expensive. It, I know. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> do, do you I, think this will be like a top 10 caliber of the year movie for I, both of you guys? I honestly think so just because the, they they nailed every aspect of it. And especially if you and – I, and I will go say that – of course, anyone who hadn't burned or cut a Barbie's hair and made it a weird Barbie, I mean, come on. That that just – it nails it on the head. And when, when they were referencing that in the movie, I yeah. turned to my friend Lisa and I said, hey, did you have a weird Barbie? And she knew exactly what they were yep. like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's, um, <laughs> but uh, one thing I'll say with the movie, uh, it definitely – I think it would be a top ten for me at the end of the year. Yeah. 
say. You know, it. one recommendation I have to everyone out there. Number one, I, you know, just to defer, like as a father, definitely, yeah, yes. read the reviews. Make sure you're comfortable with yes. with the movie and the message before bringing your kids. Yes. Uh, one thing I will say though is, if you decide to see it, definitely go in with an open mind. Yes. Don't. You know, there, there, there are a lot of social issues that this movie tackles. Very. But, you know, please go in with an open mind and, and you know, really let yourself go on that journey yes. with the characters because there's a lot of great messages in the movie. Yes. Um, you know, and, and I think there's something that everyone individually can take out of it, whether it's a little, maybe a few laughs, but for me, yeah. you know, I love those messages. So yeah, same. definitely go in there with an open heart, open mind. And, and like I said, to the parents, you know, uh, Research it, make sure you're comfortable with it. But it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. Yes. Awesome. I know. Right. I'll, I know. I'll check it out then. And, yeah, and I, know, remember, I want to see it too. Yeah. And, rem- and remember, everyone, cinema is is fun. And, and like Dave said, and I will say the same thing, you know, cinema is about just opening your mind, man, shutting it off. In a way, just go just, on for the ride. Enjoy yeah, the ride. And, and and don't and don't be discouraged. You might find something you really enjoy in every yeah. cinematic experience you go to. So remember, it's fun and and just enjoy. Yeah, so. yeah I know. I wanted to see it. I'm, I'm very. I'm still very very paranoid about it being just like. I, I usually go to see a lot of movies by myself, so I just don't want to be oh random guy by himself going to the <laughs> going to the Barbie movie. And oh. usually I go at matinee times that work best for me. That just seems super weird. So oh, dude, I, I, I got to find. Uh, I was joking last week. Uh, find a way to go over to my sister. I'm like, oh, can I borrow your daughter for a little bit to make it look like I'm her parent taking her to the movies? So it's because it looks super weird. Oh, but uh, <laughs> she likes Barbie, right? <laughs> She'll probably slap me across the face. Well earned, but no, nah, no, nah, I'll find a way to go see it here sooner later but uh we need to keep things moving along here i know paul i got some great texts from paul here a couple days ago i know we kind of jokingly were looking forward to i think when it was announced that they're doing peacock debut just just uh, what two days ago their new live action series i believe eight episodes twisted metal based on the hit playstation line of the car combat video games and i got some great texts from paul saying like "Ooh, twisted metals on peacock today few hours later, all done with Twisted Metal. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, eight, eight half-hour episodes. Ten. I only, what, what, or ten. Okay, yeah, no. ten half-hour episodes. <laughs> I These last two days were chaotic, nonstop, not a spare minute. I did have time to see one episode, but I'm a big Twisted Metal fan as well. Uh, probably Twisted Metal Black is my favorite entry in the series on PS2. And I guess Twisted Metal 2 on PS1, probably a close second. So, yeah, based on the car, I was thinking, how do they make a movie based on, you know, the you know car combat games just blowing each other up? But those games did have really good cinematics cinematics setting up the backgrounds for all the core iconic characters from the series you know like uh roadkill sweet tooth and uh, i think paul you got an association with the character from the game mr grim so my motorcycle my license i have a custom license plate that literally says mr grim that's how big of a fan of twisted metal i was oh so so you know, they kind of, I only saw the first episode, but I thought it was a great way to set up the premise. You know, Anthony Mackie, uh, he's, he plays the the lead character, John Doe. Love that name. Uh, and he's kind of, he's like a milk, they refer to him as a milkman. Kind of, you know, it's post-apocalyptic. All the big cities are kind of walled off from uh, the chaos going around the dilapidated, you know, inner, inner workings between cities. So Anthony Mackie's character, he's running cargo between all these big cities. He's like their delivery man. And then, then he gets... 
uh, tasked. He meets, uh, was it New San Francisco? He meets uh, the character played by, uh, I don't, uh, I forget her name, but she assigns him to get one last, one last job to, to make a, a delivery from uh, New Chicago. And it goes from there. Why don't you take it away from there, Paul? Yeah, so uh, this is. This show is awesome. <laughs> well, hey, how, 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 how is this to set up for you? This, they, it's very, very cheesy, but it knows it. It's camp, and it knows it, and it owns it. At first, I'm like, you know, Anthony Mackie's on some, like, this, like, routine, like, car chase, combat chase. They got that twist and metal vibe where the, you can see it in the background for the photo here. All the, all the cars are equipped with weaponry, uh, you know, uh, auto fire machine guns, rockets, stuff like that. And Anthony Mackie's delivering these cheesy one-liners where at first I'm like, oh, is this Batman and Robin, like, ice to see you kind of bad. No, they're, they're, it's just pure camp, just like the games, and they're kind of owning it. No, and it gets way more serious. Oh, it does? This, okay. This show is a high recommendation. I mean, it is very graphic, though. Oh, yeah. You know, um, you know like Deadpool-style kind of uh, artisticness. Uh, what's the... What's the one with John Cena that we... Oh, Peacemaker? Peacemaker. Oh, you mean Suicide Squad? Yeah. It's kind of got that, that mentality to it. Uh, you know, it starts out with a great action scene, you know, with him getting in the car, drifting, shooting guns, you know, doing the twisted metal chase scenes and everything. I mean, uh, if you've ever seen the movie Death Race... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it has a lot of those similarities, uh. but... <laughs> Death Race is, you know, uh, they're racing towards the end, where this is like an open environment. Mm -hmm. Now, I was getting very discouraged because I'm like, Twisted Metal, it's like a tournament, yeah. like Death Race was. Yeah. And this totally went off track of that. So I was like, okay, so they'll, now they're, they're just stealing the characters' names. They're, they're just, you know, banking off of the, the franchise until you get to the very end it all, of the series. It all connects towards and, the end. And it, and it all connects towards the end. But the acting in it is awesome. The action in it is awesome. I mean, this thing is just entertainment from beginning to end. And Sweet Tooth, I, I, I don't even have words well, that, that was, on, yeah. how, on how good of a Will, job they Will, did with Will Sweet Arnett Tooth. Will Arnett is Sweet Tooth, and I, at the end of episode... Will Arnett was yeah, Sweet Tooth? Yeah, literally. I'm, I'm, Will Arnett I'm, was Sweet I'm Tooth. I'm curious on how they pulled I that off. I, I only he saw, must have voiced him. I, well, yeah. I'm wondering how they pulled it off because I'm, I'm familiar with the musculature of one Will Arnett from his prior roles and, and you know, uh, Sweet Tooth in the games and, and, and in, the in the past. And in the show, they had a tease for Sweet Tooth where they're about to get into a one-on-one -on -one car combat encounter between Anthony Mackie's character and Sweet Tooth. And, and it's like, oh, he's like a little bit of a burly fellow. And I'm like, that does not look like Will Arnett, but, you know, it has a clown makeup on for Sweet Tooth and all that. So I thought it was a great uh, cliffhanger to end episode one on. And I guess we didn't address I kind of I got a question for you, Paul. They they make it look like Anthony Mackie's about to embark on this cross country journey from the West Coast to uh, New Chicago to get this big delivery. But he gets uh, a companion along the way he has a previous encounter with, and so they kind of get a little buddy cop road trip journey going on. How yep. that is portrayed? Yep. And then uh, there's the and then one of the things that they're going against is um, there's this wannabe cop. I can't remember uh, his name exactly, but he because. You have Agent these, Shepherd. Yep, because you have uh, the New San Francisco and the New Chicago, and anybody inside those walls, they have the, like, a peaceful civilization. Everybody outside those walls, 
That's like your twisted metal, post-apocalyptic, anything goes, everybody's trying to savage each other and all that kind of stuff. And so he's trying to figure out how to get all the way across country without getting killed because everybody's trying to steal everybody's stuff. Everybody's like, there's no law, there's nothing. And so you have this one wannabe cop and he's like, I'm bringing back the law. Kind of like Peacemaker. I don't care how many women and children I have to kill to do it. But yeah, they, they, well, yeah, they actually, you know, it was, it was kind of like you, it was kind of like you referenced how they they have moments of seriousness in here. It sounds like you said they get way more serious as the episodes progress. But where they introduce him and he kind of, you know, kind of meets. Uh, an early victim falls to his hands there. And the way they did that where it's like, all right, time to turn off the fun and games. Things are getting real here. I thought that was very well done. And I'm all for it being fun and games and campy too, but they find a great way to mix the camp and the cheesiness, but, and blend it in with like, you know, doses of reality. Yeah. And, and they subtly uh, introduced characters that were throughout the twisted metal games. It took me a, a, a little while to like, you know, put them all together because it's been so long because, you know, I played it on PlayStation 30, <laughs> five years ago <laughs> but yeah i mean the the way that they set this up and i mean it's just there's comedy in it the action is awesome the acting is awesome i think this is probably one of my favorite shows i've seen and i don't no, really good. Uh, yeah, in a long time. Oh, the show looks interesting. So I've I actually have not watched the show yet. I might have to take your recommendation. Um, so I might I might have to watch it when I get back tonight. But uh, just in hearing the descriptions, two movies jump out to me that might compare just as far as the plot goes. Uh, Day of the Dead, I believe, with Dennis Hopper, when yeah. you know the city is walled off and you have the you know kind of the. Uh, the haves versus the have nots on the outside of the city. So that kind of, when you were describing it that way, I'm like, Oh, that's day of the dead. Yeah. And then when you were talking about how, you know, this individual is on a journey from one, you know, West coast to East coast, they pick, I thought of zombie land with Woody oh, Harrelson right? picking yeah. up uh, yep. Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that just a few uh, movie similarities, but there's if you a, recommend there's another the one show, I, there's another one I can give you doomsday. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say Doomsday. I yep. literally love that movie. Yep. Yeah, oh, just man. for that reason alone. So, yeah, so, so a couple jump out. And then the, the movie poster actually reminds me of like a, a, a sequel to The Purge. Oh, It can be a yeah. sequel to The Purge. Um, it, it is basically like The Purge. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Anything but, goes. But, but The Purge, it's like The Purge is on the outside of the city. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know the first episode I absolutely loved. I'm looking forward to watching the rest. And it sounds like, you know, going from your text that like we mentioned a little earlier there, it's really easily bingeable within a few hours <laughs> oh yeah. i think it we took said me, 10 episodes right yeah I, I think it took me seven hours and i did it in one day yeah wow yeah i was that's how entertained i was yeah that's how entertained i was so i know i'm probably going to try and watch it over the course and hopefully finish it by the time we do our next episode in two weeks but safe to say sounds like a high high recommendation for twisted metal on uh, available on peacock yes all right, so we will keep things moving along here. Uh, we got uh, actually, I think I'll do this one last ad read after our next segment here, since we just did an ad read. But uh, Victor, usually we do your action figure segment, but we, I got, know. but we got such a loaded episode, which is okay, guys. I mean, I, I didn't really have an action figure for you today. Uh, next week, hopefully, uh, or next next of next week, I should say. But I will have an action figure for you because I am really excited because Comic Con is going on, guys. It's going to get even more crazier. So you got to bear with us here because you're going to have I mean, a, the ultimate action figure showcase in two oh weeks. Oh yeah, because I mean, with Comic Con so going, I don't on, know what will so top much. your 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle playset uh, special from the fair we did a month ago. That was just amazing. But I, li- uh, I literally was so excited. I, I, cu- I didn't know where you guys were at first, but then when I saw Paul and Dale just waving their hands, I was like, okay, there they are. And then they have a table there. So I'm like, I can just spread this like collection out. Yeah. I have a lot more, but I could bring yeah. every one of them. <laughs> Make sure to check out that episode we did from the fair a month ago. Great stuff. Yeah. So much fun. It was like we did live on location the first time I met these guys, which is, again, so much fun. Yeah. David, I so saw you had something there? Oh, yeah. Just uh, before we get too far away from uh, Twisted Metal here, just a shout out to uh, Anthony Mackie. He's oh, in yeah. a very good movie. If you haven't watched, I highly recommend it called We Are Marshall. Yeah. It's an old oh, yeah. movie. Yeah, great but movie. But it, it tells just such a powerful story of perseverance and, uh, you know, personal growth and, and you know, what, uh, what those individuals had to go through after that tragedy in Marshall. So if you haven't seen the movie, Anthony Mackie is exquisite in that movie. Um, just the whole acting, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. Well cast, well acted. It takes you on a journey. Uh, I would highly recommend that movie. Yeah, definitely a good, good feeling movie, too. Good family movie. Definitely. Good, good sports movie. Yeah. 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 Hey, it's almost football season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that's my favorite oh, time no, of the it, year. It is football true. season. Preseason NFL starts today. Hall of Fame game. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That is that very is, true. Football is upon us. I love it. Yeah. Everyone get your headgears on because yeah. it's going right. to get nuts. All right. Next up here, we're going to give a quick little rundown of some uh, streaming and theatrical releases that hit over the past week and this coming week here, too. So a couple of these things we already talked about, but I'll try and rapid fire. And if you guys see anything here that pops out, feel free to jump in here. So coming up, uh, that TV streaming movie on Paramount Plus, Special Ops Lioness, where Zoe Saldana plays Joe, a CIA operative in a program called Lioness. It's run by Nicole Kidman's character, Caitlin Mead, and their team's half to prevent a terrorist attack as it unfolds. Still want to see that. It looks really good. Another looks, great cast. Right? I still I love the cast, man. They're just going crazy with the cast in every movie and show, so hopefully they keep that going. And we, we just talked about Twisted Metal, and that's on Peacock right now, so uh, next up, we got streaming series now out on Amazon Prime Video Season two of Good Omens, where Michael Sheen and yeah, David that's his name. Michael Sheen. That's his name. That's his yeah, name. Yeah, that's right. We were talking. I, Michael sounded right, yeah. but I'm like, oh, what is his last name? Yeah, Michael Sheen, yeah. absolutely fantastic in I kept, that movie. I kept thinking of Martin Freeman because him and uh, Michael Sheen, they both like have the same facial features, and they're both great British actors. I love them absolutely. There you go. Dude, yeah. They're so, so that's uh, that's ironic that 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 came was like up. what the we scientist were... you were thinking of earlier. Or, no, or... so he uh, he plays the bartender on a movie called Passengers. Yes. With Chris oh, Passengers. Pratt. Oh, yeah. We were talking before yep. the show. Yep. Yeah, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence amazing movie if you like sci-fi if you yes. like there it, it's got pretty much everything drama yeah. sci-fi yeah. action uh it great movie but yeah uh michael sheen fantastic so, in yeah. that movie he also a- gives a great uh really quick it also gives a great reference to another great movie which was done by my boy stanley kubrick and of course the shining because of course yeah. he were and that lights in the bar i thought i immediately thought the shining when jack nicholson just sits down in front and just <laughs> says yep i was like that is such a killer reference i don't know if they did that on purpose but i was like i love you guys for that uh i love it but yeah, Michael Sheen and David Tennant, they're back in season two of Omens, playing the angel as Azra Fail and Crowley, who live on Earth and have tried to peacefully coexist to prevent the Antichrist from triggering the end of the world. In the new season, Joe Hamm reprises his role as the Archangel Gabriel, who is now spending time on Earth for reasons even he has yet to figure out. So uh. that's on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Uh, uh, 
I still need to, I'm still behind. Uh, I haven't even seen part one yet. Season three, part two of The Witcher dropped. Uh, I think I listed this wrong. It is actually on Netflix and not on Amazon Prime, but it dropped July 27th, where in part two uh, of season three, Geralt plans to travel to Nilfgaard and rescue Ciri, whom he believes is in the hands of the Emperor. And these are the final episodes with Henry Cavill as, you know, the show will be progressing on, but without Henry Cavill as the lead. I just can't he kind of made the show. Yeah, you know, it's going to be tough. I just can't believe they did, they want to get rid of him so yeah. quickly. Like, come on, guys. Come like, on, it's Superman. Yeah, come on. like, literally. I mean, <laughs> shout out to Henry Cavill. I mean, I, I always love him as Superman, but whatever he does, I'm so happy that he, you know... Very kinda, talented actor. Yeah, like, I'm so happy that he got out of his pigeonhole as Superman, and that way he can yeah. do more projects. Yeah, so, he's able shout, to avoid so being type, typecast. Like, he's literally, very, very range, wide ranged. Literally, the, shout out to that man. I love him. The Man from Uncle. Yes. Great movie. Oh, my very, God. Very entertaining. Very. A lot of humor, a lot of action. Uh, but yeah, he does a he does a very good job in that with Army Hammer yes. as his co-star. I love Army Hammer in yes. one of my favorite movies. So and then uh, next up, uh, Victor, I guess speaking of superheroes, Victor, you may be able to enlighten us a little bit. I've only seen one episode of the show. I always meant to watch more, but season four of Harley Quinn is now out on HBO and yes. then on streaming on Max. Latest uh, of the gr- gritty, edgy animated series. Have you kept up with the show? I kept up with it. Yes, and it, it's very funny. It is not for children whatsoever. So do not do not <laughs> yes. let your children Parental watch advisory. this. Oh, yes. absolutely. There's a lot of swearing, a lot of violence, so do not let them watch this. It's very funny. Uh, Kaylee Coco, uh, who you all know as the beautiful Miss Penny from next, who lives next door to Leonard in Big Bang Theory, uh, provides the voice for Harley Quinn. Um, and she does an incredible job uh, with this character. And, and it's just nothing but satire and funny and just as bloody as you want it to be. So I, I hope, honestly, I'm glad that they did a fourth season for yeah. this. So Yeah, I know. I, I need to only seen one episode, but I like what I saw. I need to revisit it. Uh, I'm... I still need to watch. I only seen this is another one. I only seen one episode of, and it just fell in my backlog. Never got to see uh, season two of Heels is oh, now out right. on on TV and then streaming on their app for Stars, where Stephen Amell leads this cast. It's a series about the rough and tumble life on the road of indie wrestling. So not big yeah. league WWE AEW wrestling, but going to like these small. He's like kind of past his prime. You know, kind of like how the movie The Wrestler uh, with uh, um, uh, Mickey Rourke, where you know he had his day in the past where he was in the big leagues, but now he's trying to cling on to that former fame, just trying to make the living, just making a buck or two in these small shows with 100 or 200 people, and you get into that lar- that kind of harder, hardcore, edgy lifestyle for wrestling. I heard nothing but great things about it, and I really want to see it. I just, no time, no time. But yeah, that's now, season two is now ongoing on Stars. Uh, Apple TV Plus has a new film out called The Beanie Bubble. Have you guys heard of this? It stars Zach Galifianakis as Ty Warner, the man who started the toy company that would go on to create and sell Beanie Babies. I did. <laughs> also I, starring Elizabeth Banks. I actually was very, pretty good. I was very excited for this because I... I know Zach Galifianakis is as funny as he is, but I know he can play serious. Uh, I looked up the preview. I don't have Apple TV Plus, but it does look pretty intriguing. So there you go. And then uh, in theaters, la- came in theaters last Friday, The Haunted Mansion. Yes. Inspired by the classic theme park attraction, new oh, Disney so movie, excited. Haunted Mansion, is about a woman and her son who enlist a motley crew of so-called spiritual experts to help rid their home of super- supernatural squatters. I know, Victor, you mentioned this is you're really looking forward to. Oh, it. I'm so excited. This one's going to get more scarier. That's what I'm excited All for. Right. And the cast is crazy. It definitely does have a little bit more of a frightening undertone than yeah. like the Eddie Murphy yeah. at the early 2000s. I'm very excited for this movie as well after yeah. seeing the previews. Um, and yeah, just uh, you know, definitely one of those movies too. You got to go in with an open mind, yeah. especially when it's a, a movie, a remake. Yeah, you know, uh, definitely you know, go in with a with a fresh palette. 
you know, especially if you've seen the the Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the movie. Very well cast. So so well, many. What was the Michael Keaton one? Uh, for for a Disney movie in the past? Or? No, with the ghost, like like from the he he could see the the he had like the the three ghosts. That would follow him around. Oh, mm. it, it doesn't matter. I'm that makes me think of the Frighteners with uh, Wait, oh, with Michael, uh, J. Michael Fox? J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. That, that yeah, that, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah Michael J. Very Fox. Good movie. Not, not very, my, very yeah, I was awesome. thinking very Michael, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Peter, Peter Jackson. Shout out to him for doing that movie because that was so awesome. I love that. movie. Three last yeah. ones to hit up here uh, in theaters that came out last Friday. Talk to me. It's where a group yes. of friends discover how to conjure spirits oh, using an yeah. embalmed hand. Yeah, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Let's go. Seems like a really good spooky movie. Did you guys see this one? I want to. I haven't. That's that's the one I'm going to see this week. David, you? Oh, I'm so excited. I haven't. um, Me personally, I'm not much for the horror genre. I finally uh, came around to it in recent years. Oh, I'm so excited. But, but I've seen, just from watching a lot of like uh, testimonials from folks walking out of the theater, they say, you know, hands down, it's one of the scariest movies they've ever seen. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I'm not much for, for this genre, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot of people have enjoyed well, it. Shout out to A24, man. Yeah. They they bring it with oh, yeah. That's a great that a lot of good movies out of that studio. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. A lot we, of good movies. We give a lot of love for A24 I, here I'm, on the show. Absolutely. Uh, while you may not like legit spooky movies, are you a fan of satirical uh, spooky movies? Creature features. <laughs> Creature Let's features, go. yeah. Let's this, go. Is, this has been getting a lot of hype in uh, theaters this Friday. Meg 2, yes. <laughs> The Trench, where uh. they dive into uncharted waters with Jason Statham and, and on a global and global global action icon Wu, Wu Jing, am I pronouncing that right? As they lead a daring research team on an exploratory dive into the deepest depths of the ocean, oh, and they're pitted against colossal megs and relentless environmental plunderers. Yes. Our heroes must outrun, outsmart, and outswim their merciless predators in a pulse-pounding race against time. Oh, this is hey, if, if I was going up against uh, a megalodon, there's nobody I would want more than Jason Statham with oh, me. Oh, yeah. Either him or Liam Neeson, yeah. but hey, Jason Statham, he gets the job done, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, looking forward to that movie. That guy's so jacked, man. He yeah. just doesn't... Uh, Jason I Statham. Oh, he, and he doesn't yeah. slow down. No, he doesn't, He's dude. like... Yeah. Well, especially, you know, Crank? Come on. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Literally. And even, he's doing another Expendables movie. I love that, man. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, I love, <laughs> love Jason Statham. Quick shout-out to one of his previous movies called The One with yes. Jet Li. Oh, yes. yes. That yeah. movie... Yeah. That yeah. Movie, nice pull. One, one of my favorite of all times. And Same. that's one of those movies where there's so many intricacies... You know, and, and it's such a, a, an incredible journey of the human spirit mm-hmm. and, and, you know, personal conflict, yeah. you know, fighting within yourself yeah. and being the best person you can be and, yeah. and face it. So it's like it's an incredible movie. And it's, of course, action packed with yes. Jason Statham. It's a nonstop thriller from start to finish. If you have not seen the one, I would highly recommend it. You know, again, keep an eye out for parental advisories. It is. Oh yeah, kind of violent at times. A lot of good but action. Great, great movie. A lot of sci-fi. So, and to right. give shout a, out and, to him. And to give a quick fun fact, uh, Jason Statham's brother actually beat him in a fight when he was a little kid. So that was the reason why he learned martial arts because he didn't oh. want to get beat by his brother ever. <laughs> Wanted to learn payback. <laughs> oh yeah, that and, inspired him. That's yeah. great. Wow. And look at him now. He's kicking everybody's ass. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, last one, Victor. I know you're probably stoked for this. Is, Deadly this... kick for a fuck, fucker. Uh, <laughs> 
this is this officially released today. They had the sneak peek release yesterday, but Teenage Mutant, Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Yes. They're going for that like, across the Spider-Verse style of uh, just like watercolory type animation where the Turtle Brothers set out to win the hearts of New Yorkers and be accepted as normal teenagers yeah. through heroic acts. And their new friend, April O'Neil, helps them take on a mysterious crime syndicate until they run into an army of mutants. So, uh, Victor, I'm, you're I'm thrilled. So, I'm so excited. I was glad. I talked to Victor before he, he got in here to the show, before we started the show today. I'm like, Victor, I know you love the Turtles. I hope you really did not see this movie yet because I want to talk to you about it. Yeah. And I know I will not have time to see it until this weekend, but luckily you have not seen it yet. <laughs> yes. I, I actually wanted to wait uh, just so that Paul and uh, Dale can get a chance to see it because I want to devour this. I want to devour all these movies and shows, of course, <laughs> but I, I, of course, was seriously waiting for this movie to come out because as you all know TMNT those are my boys and I, I'm super excited that they have come back and they're still kicking ass after all these years and it's the 35th anniversary of the TMNT so I can't wait like, I, literally I don't I don't want this to go long so just really briefly because he gave me the my kid the these uh, comic books. Yes. Who the heck is the Ninja Turtle with a yellow band? Oh, that is uh, J- uh, J- or Jenica. There we go. So Jenica, uh, give you not quick too synops- long now. Yes, not a quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a quick synopsis. This is going to be the quickest synopsis I'm ever going to get. So what ended up happening was she was a Foot Clan member. She actually got cut by Leonardo's sword. Uh, she was dying, and of course Leonardo's like, "Well, we can't let her die." So he gave her some of his blood. She turned into a turtle, and of course that's how she got to be a Ninja Turtle and a part of their team. So, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, yeah. there you go. That's good. Like Victor, I said. Victor with the wisdom. Like I said, it was going to be quick. So. No, good stuff, man. Good stuff. I dig it. So, needless to say, we all love movies, and what better place to catch movies than at our last sponsor, River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Make them your next dinner and a movie destination. They're both in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. You can either dine inside the movie-packed memorabilia restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to go to the movie you're attending. I know I did that a, a, a couple months ago. Made it for a nice little way to mix up the movie snacks. Some of this week's featured attractions are Barbie, Oppenheimer, Haunted Mansion, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Uh, they, don't forget, uh, you can find their complete listings online at rivercinema15.com. Awesome time to catch movies is on Tuesdays, $5 movies all day long, and the 550 senior matinee specials on Wednesdays and Thursdays. River Cinema has luxury recliners and expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages, and it's family-owned and operated by the same company that runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. For their showtimes, look online, morefamilytheaters.com. All right. Uh, a couple of quick GFBS plugs for some awesome shows going on Grand Forks Best Source this week. Uh, Dirty Thursday earlier today. I haven't had a chance to catch it yet, but Paul, I know you said it was one of the more landmark episodes of Dirty Thursday. They had on the Eisenshanks, uh, yeah, the nieces of Donnie Schatz there for a, for a bang-up interview. It was an awesome show. Yeah, I'm going to check that out probably later tonight, early tomorrow. Uh, on the GFBS interview earlier this week, had Scott Kilty talking about this Saturday Vets in the Park event at University Park. I know I'm probably going to be checking that out this uh, this weekend with my dad, who's a vet. Iki Ichabod's Weird Wrestling premiering t- uh, tomorrow night. Uh, we'll be talking about our top five women wrestlers of all time. We debate all the rankings from all the eras. It'll be a fun show. Those are just a few of the many shows we do every week. You can find by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast or social media app all right let's wind this down with our last segment of the show guys quick takes. so anything that we haven't had a chance to talk about just some quick rapid fire takes on some movies tv shows or anything else got going on so david you're a guest so why don't you kick things off for us 
I could talk all day about movies. Same. Um, <laughs> Same. Same. So that's why when he told you, when he told you to do just, hey, quick synopsis, like, I'd do the same thing. I can talk about that because it's, I, I really think movies can be absolutely inspiring. Yes. You know, uh, from as far back, from, uh, from as far back as I can remember, I've been uh, going to the movies and I love the experience. Same. You know, you go there for two hours, three hours, however long, and you're able to unplug, you're able to connect to something or someone you weren't previously connected to. And it's just an incredible journey. So I encourage everyone out there, you know, post COVID theaters are, are reopening open, uh, Get out to the theater. Yeah. You know, get out to the theater. Get that. Great escape. <laughs> yeah. You know, the two, three hour experience. Allow yourself to connect with with the characters in the movie. You know, and we talked about a lot of messages during Barbie. You know, however you uniquely can connect to these things, do it. You know, it's, it's an incredible adventure. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't at least throw out one, uh, one kind of. Uh, one an, an older movie that I would highly recommend. It's called The Guardian. Oh, I love with Kevin that movie. Costner and uh, Ashton Kutcher. Oh, and I Ashton love, Kutcher. Love that's, that's my wife's favorite movie. It's an incredible movie. It's uh, just a, a, a great tale of personal discovery, perseverance, a real journey. You know, I highly recommend that to everyone. But again, I've missed that one. All, I'm jotting it down. <laughs> oh, it's an incredible movie. But again, to all the listeners, you know. Uh, Make that connection, you know, uh, whether it be music, movies, you know, there's always going to be inspiration out there to find. Mm. Find that inspiration and, uh, you know, keep moving forward. Mm. Yeah. David, I know, too, I, I want to make sure you give a plug for your uh, Passmore Foundation, too. Like, you know, that's kind of like a big deal for a big focus for you, a Passmore Foundation and some of the big things there, too. Uh, I know in case people didn't catch the interview, I highly recommend tracking that down from a couple weeks ago we interviewed you. But maybe just, uh, you know, just a, a quick overview for what that all about the Passmore Foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Passmore Foundation. I'm an inspirational speaker. Um, and, you know, for anyone uh, looking for a speaker for an event, to inspire, whether it be, uh, you know, your school, your business, I want to be able to inspire you and, and live a more fulfilling life. And that's why I, one of the funnest, uh, one of the biggest reasons why I was excited to come back for this fun opportunity is that movies for me are a huge source of inspiration. And, and it's a huge, huge way for me to cope with the stress of everyday life. And it, it becomes overwhelming. It can really feel overwhelming. And to be able to unplug and, and watch a movie and enjoy it with friends, you know, you have that camaraderie, bring your family, bring your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, uh, you know, do that and, and make that, that, that connection and, uh, you know, we can all move forward in life together. It's a really great thing. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I I, I love your love for movies, man. It's, it's, it's very, that is very inspiring too, man. I, I, I'm with you all, all the way to just movies being a real big inspiration. And uh, what's the website if people want to find out more for, for more about Passmore Foundation? Uh, PassmoreFoundation.org. All right. So perfect. check it out. I honestly feel like it, when I'm talking to David, I'm talking to myself, basically. <laughs> I kid you not. It's, like... it's fun to talk. And that's why I was so excited to be here today. And I'm so appreciative that you guys invited me because, honestly, Victor, a lot of the points that you made you know, I completely agree with, and uh, it's fun to have that, you know... Among fellow movie lovers. Yes. Like I said, it's, when I'm talking to you, I'm not joking. Yeah. I feel like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. All right. Paul, quick ticks. Yeah, no, I agree with uh, what you guys just said. I mean, you know, just even, uh, you know, if you're in a, a shitty mood, even just turning on a song yeah. can completely change your mood, oh, like, yeah. in a second. Yeah. So I, I know what you mean, and movies are, you know, the same way for me. Um, but I did uh, watch 61, uh, Compliments of Smalls. He dropped it off here at the studio, so thanks, Smalls. And 
you know, it's a movie about Roger Maris, which, you know, it, it's a decent movie, but it is super cool because it shows a story of a guy that is from Fargo, North Dakota, mm-hmm. that became, you know, one of the greatest MLB players to ever exist for the Yankees. Had the home run record for, like, what, the better part of, what, for almost 40 years there? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So, I mean, it's a really cool story. And the fact that he's just an hour away from us here mm-hmm. and, oh. in, a, in the movie, too, he's like, yeah, you know, I couldn't imagine being a Yankee. You know, I, it, where I grew up, you get married, you get a job, and you live in Fargo the rest of your life, which... You know, it's kind of my story here in Grand Forks, except, yeah, I except, love, I, except I, I never made millions big, playing for the Yankees. I'm a big fan of 61. I thought it told a great story of the year of 1961 where Roger Maris hit 61 home runs that year. Great, yeah. great movie. Yeah, and they got the memorabilia thing over at the Fargo Mall. Yeah. Um, so people That's can check a cool out. exhibit. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other one, I just saw it hit yesterday, and that was Invincible... Yeah. Adam season two. Yeah. And the first season of Invincible, I've been waiting for yeah. them to come out with the second season oh, because this gosh. is one of the best animations. Oh, yeah. Animated movies, like shows that you can watch. It's, oh. it's, you know, it's kind of, this one's kind of got like the Akira effect on yeah. it. But the reason I like it is because. This is not for kids. No, it's not. Not by any means. means. Don't, this is for ever kids. Take your sh- kids to see this. <laughs> but you, you always watch these, you know, animated films of like superheroes and everything. But Invincible, like it, they really give you an impression of they are getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, like there, their noses no are getting broken. Yeah. You know, their jaws are getting broken, yeah. and all this stuff when they're they're doing this fantasy fighting. Yeah, so it gives it like this realistic impression of like. This is even if you're a superhero, yeah, you're gonna get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a fun job whatsoever. Yeah. When you get hurt, you get hurt. <laughs> what is this streaming on? Uh, it's streaming on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yep. All right. Yeah. So it's the same, of course, uh, streaming platform where you can find not only that show but the boys as well. So. Like I said, watch Invincible and the Boys. You will have a grand old time. Still yep. need to watch the boys. I got the Blu-ray set of the boys. Yep. Oh. You, you, That's a great show, the boys. Very, oh, yeah. <laughs> very, very good. That's uh, The boys is right there with um, Twisted Metal. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. yeah. Same style. Okay. Same, yeah. Yep, same style. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Invincible, uh, the, this Adam season two, you cannot watch this without watching the first season of yeah. Invincible. Yes. It will lo- totally lose its effect. Yeah. So you have to watch the first season of Invincible. And now they're going to be rolling out the second season. Yeah. But you have to watch the first season first. Yes. Yeah. And, and remember, guys, this is not a kid's show. Mm-hmm. So d- don't, tri- don't think that, oh, superheroes. No. Yeah, not put the kids you. to bed. Yeah, not for put you. Put the kids to bed. <laughs> not you for got, you at all. <laughs> you guys all gave me at least like five recommendations here. I got such a huge backlog throughout the show here. So many, so many things to watch. So little time. Any other quick takes, Paul? Uh, no, that should do it. Uh, Victor, I'll go real quick here, and then I'll throw it to you here. Go ahead, man. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, Strange New Worlds, so keeping up with that, the uh, latest few episodes. They did a bonus episode. Uh, one of them uh, I loved. Another episode I was just, eh, I don't know about this, but they did a crossover with the animated Star Trek show, Lower Decks. Yo! I was like, how are they going to make this work? But, you know, Star Trek, sci-fi, they cross over a portal, and these animated characters are now live-action characters. Let's go. And the, the actors, I don't know, uh, I didn't have a chance to look into if it was the actual actors they were voice that did the voiceovers for Lower Decks were the live-action actors, mm. but if they weren't, they had perfect uh, uh, representations of them. I thought they were great. I thought they mixed in well, and you know they brought in their style of humor that Lower Decks is known for, but still kept the vibes of like the more 
it kind of got like that dry humor in Strange New Worlds, but it didn't get too overblown. Mm. Really well done crossover, and you don't need to be keep up with all of Strange New Worlds in order to go see it. If you just need to track down that one episode, track down that Lower Decks crossover episode of Strange New Worlds. Great stuff. They did an episode after that, though, was a very big hard pass. Lots of huge, uh, I won't even get into the details there, but very uh, just uh, way too just yeah, clunkily written and a lot of crazy flashbacks, and they tried and yeah, I need to look up the writers on this. There's been a couple episodes this season which were very, very hard passes. But for the most part, Strange New Worlds is awesome. Uh, <laughs> I saw this movie, uh, The Jesus Revolution. <laughs> uh, yeah, it came out earlier this year. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I heard some crazy buzz, but it's all about this, the 70s uh, movement about, uh, you know, I guess... Uh, Converting hippies into yeah. uh, you know just into people of faith, yeah. and, uh, and I'm like, wait, is this going to come off? You know, speaking of preachy, is this going to come off preachy? No, no, it's just no. it's just kind of t- talking about how things went down. It's, it's not trying to like it's not like your average uh, typical like faith based movie, but uh, no, no, I thought they did. A, I thought they uh, the way the movie was told and all that, and how they got from you know you know people kind of uh, embracing you know like the '60s, early '70s uh, hippie lifestyle, but then you know they find uh, this guy that they're like, hey, you look like Jesus. And and he ends up joining this church and taking you know having uh, you know they you know not trying to use it as a disparaging term but you know hippies and into you know into people of faith and all that and just how the way that came across I thought it was uh, I I wouldn't say it was like a fantastic blow me away movie but I thought it was very well done I enjoyed it uh, I, wanted see, you saw it? I wanted to see that movie so bad I didn't get a chance to because it went out of theaters so quick but I I wanted to see it just not only because of what the story was about but it of course Kelsey Grammer was returning to yeah, his Kel- Frazier yeah I, I miss him so much and yeah it was great seeing him again I was yeah. I wanted to see him in a movie so bad Dave I think I thought did you have something there well, I was actually going to ask if it was the Kelsey Grammer movie because yep, yep. as as you're describing it, I'm like, I thought I saw a preview for that because I wanted to see it too. Yeah, and Kelsey Grammer, it seemed like he really nailed that role, mm. you know, and and he's kind of caught in between the you know his normal congregation yeah. that aren't welcoming of certain individuals, yeah. and now he's you know trying to inspire everyone yeah. Yeah. to find commonality, and yeah. I thought that was a really cool take. Yeah. on that you know especially that time period, the 60s and 70s. How can we start to bring people together? How yeah. can we bridge this gap? So I thought that was a great message. And, yeah. of yeah. course, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. You yeah. know, Frazier. Ke- yeah, Kelsey Grammer. So he brought it for the yeah. movie. I thought, yeah, a lot of good performances in that movie. And, yeah, you know, very, you know if you're into positivity movies, you know, hey, it, it, has, it has that really good feel good. Everyone come together, love everyone. Yeah. Really good message. Uh, and then finally, uh, gosh, I hate to bring up a heavy-duty movie on here, but that's why I saved it for the quick takes. I, I was kind of talking for the show here. I went to the drive-in. I tried to go to our local drive-in about a half hour away from here once a year. Oh, okay, this is, I think this can work. This is a movie I want to see. The, I, I can finally make it out to the drive-in. What movie are they playing? Usually it's like a summer action blockbuster or a family animated movie. But what was playing was Sound of Freedom. <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, in all seriousness, it is all about trying to bring uh, awareness to uh, illegal human trafficking and just kind of telling it uh, the, based on uh, you know, real events or about you know, a, a guy you know, working on catching pedophiles. Uh, he's motivated to track down the kids that are kidnapped and uh, going to South America for a variety of undercover sting operations there to uh, track down these kids and uh, uh, a couple of kids that are on his you know rescue lists and it's really deep heavy duty stuff uh they definitely really really immerse you in that atmosphere oh, yeah. um 
so it's it's and again it's very very uh you know the the subject material is you know definitely don't bring your little kid to this <laughs> but uh uh definitely you know like you were mentioning a little earlier david i think the theme of the show go into movies with an open mind and you know it's great that they're bringing awareness to this uh this thing here too so and you know, i know this movie is making a lot of controversies too but i i i didn't have an issue with the movie and even the filmmakers said that hey you know we took some creative liberties for this for the sake of the movie you know definitely read what they went into there and there's a very heartwarming uh message from the main actor from the film there too after the movie ends a couple minutes later so make sure to stay past the credits for the heart, yes. heartwarming message from uh, stay towards yeah the yeah uh, i know uh victor and Davey, you guys said you had some thoughts about this one too uh just an incredible powerful tale of i think just how just how valuable everyone in the world is yeah Every one of us are just extremely valuable, and, and I, think that, I think that the human spirit has universal implications. I think, you know, it, it, it's just an incredible thing that we should all take into account more, you know, just how powerful each and every one of us are, how unique each and every one of us are. And the story, you know, talks about a, a specific issue, human trafficking, you mentioned that. And it really takes you into what these children experience through these ordeals. And I know I was overcome with emotion watching the movie. Yeah, it's a very emotional movie. At at certain parts, I couldn't stop crying. I'll admit that. It's, you know, you can really feel the pain that these individuals are going through. And uh, when I walked out of the theater, I had a renewed inspiration on part of the Passmore Foundation's mission. I want to inspire compassion to protect innocence. Um, You know, and I think if we're all, if we're all compassionate first before fear and hate, that will go a long way in changing this world for everyone, for every single one of us, you know, we're all incredibly valuable and important. And I think that's the main message. And, and, you know, the main actor, Jim, he says it very, very, Beautifully, yeah. Uh, God's children are not for sale. Yeah, yeah. And very. I think if everyone in the world starts embracing that concept, it, it's it's going to go a long way. Yeah. So and very, very powerful film. I also want to say, like, honestly, just you know, being being a cinephile, uh, and I will say, just it's it's crazy. Much like Dave uh, himself, you know, when you when you go see movies, you're getting that experience, and immediately, you know, you couldn't stop getting so emotional because there was so much to feel. And when I went out, I mean, word of mouth, guys, literally, I couldn't stop talking about this movie. Yes. I literally went, literally, I went out that night when I saw it. I went to every bar and I said to my friends, so I, I just made them there. Wow. I said, go see this. Wow. Go see this. Go Absolutely. see this. Well, like, go tell them. Go tell them right this now. Is, this is one of those rare movies where it's actually doing better week after week after week instead yeah. of, you know, oh, the yeah. gradual decline. Like the word... The word of mouth is spreading, yeah. so that is that is helping. Like literally, but, uh, go see this. You will you will literally thank yourself. You'll thank everyone who just told you to go see it. You will enjoy yourself in a sense right. that it will give you hope. Victor, uh, yeah, I guess we'll wind it down with you for your quick takes. Um, I'm just excited. Uh, like I said, just you know, like like Mr. David, I could talk about movies 
till the cows come home. And literally, man, there's so much to talk about. Uh, the Ahsoka series that is coming out, uh, of course, shout out to Rosio Dawson for just being incredible yeah, as the phenomenal character. Phenomenal actress, yeah. Literally. And I have to say, of course, uh, no hard feelings uh, with Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, she's just so funny. I love her. Great and actress. Literally. Yes, very and, talented. And she just killed it, this movie. Anyone who hasn't seen No Hard Feelings yet, please go see it. Uh, it's it's just as hilarious as it can be. It's also a very, very touching movie. And it, it, it if you need a friend to go see it with, please grab a friend, boyfriend, whoever, and go see it with them because you will have yourself a good time. It'll make you feel a lot of things, but at the same thing, you will have no hard feelings when you see this movie. Seriously, <laughs> hey, you really so it stays true to the title. Oh, absolutely, literally, uh, <laughs> <laughs> pun intended of all time. So, I mean, you just you will enjoy it. Uh, and of course, I got to give a shout out because I'm super excited to see TMNT. I can't wait yeah. to devour it with you guys. Literally, Agreed. I'm just <laughs> super excited. I really can. And of course, I got to say because I know I know, and we're pressed for time, but I, I got to say it because. Literally, Spawn is coming out very extremely soon, and Jamie Foxx is set to be, of course, the... I forgot uh, that's sneaking up on us, yeah. Yeah, and I, I literally... It's like a month or so? Oh, yeah, and it's, it, it's coming pretty soon. Um, it's still in production still, but uh, they're working out a lot of tweaks, but I'm super excited that it's been so many years since Michael Jai White, who is an absolute badass, got to be in the first one, uh, which was in 1997, um, but this one is going to be remade. It's going to be more grittier, more violent, and of course, Jamie Foxx being the kick-ass badass that he is it's gonna make it more more in your face as spawn should be um i heard it was gonna be like the hbo series back in the 90s which if you ever saw it it holds no spar it's just violence death and just skulls and everything and it's so cool it only ran for three seasons but i'm super excited for the movie that they're doing it like the hbo series so i'm super excited for that and my last one I mean, you guys, Comic-Con season is upon us today. It is. It's upon us today, tomorrow, next week, the whole year. It's coming up right now. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, please get your tickets out. Get your costumes. Get everything ready because Dale and I know Paul and everyone else, and I hope Dave and everyone just goes out there, gets dressed up, has fun, and immediately immerse themselves in geek culture because – I'm super excited and I'm ready for Grand it. Grand Forks Comic Con, oh, I believe, so what, second weekend of September? Oh, yeah. Yep. And it, it's coming fast, guys. So get everything prepared and ready, and you will just have yourselves a grand old yeah. time. Looking forward to it, man. Oh, I'm so excited. Looking forward to nerding out I'm like so no ex- other. I'm so excited. Oh. All right. Well, we will wrap things up this week. Uh, Awesome, awesome show today, guys. Uh, uh, today, we'll to give a shout out to our friends, our sponsors today at River Cinema 15 and the Shire Barn Grill, Northwest Tire, and O for Heaven's Cakes, and more. Uh, we welcome you to join us live for all future episodes every other Thursday at 3 p.m. here for the next couple of months on gfbestsource.com or just search. If you can't join us live, just search GFBS on your favorite podcast, social media app. We're everywhere. Uh, Many thanks to Victor, man. Thank you, guys. Honestly. And just because we're changing schedules a little bit does not mean we're still not going to give you amazing news and amazing fun time. Remember, guys, go in the chat and talk to these guys because they're literally going to give you everything. We need you out there to talk to us. Come on. Hey, always love the live feedback, but if you can't catch us live, always catch us on demand, too. Either way works great for us. Another great way to help support GFBS is leaving us a five-star review on Google or your favorite podcast app. Many thanks to producer paul 
He's zero dust he's not, and sphere. Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> he's zero dust and yeah, sphere. Yeah, yeah, he's here. Yeah, and uh, uh, oh yeah, many. Th- I, 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 I forgot to add the adjective. Many thanks to Sweet Tooth producer Paul. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and many thanks again for our guest here, David Passmore. Dude, this is a blast, man. Your, oh, th- your love for movies is just uh, yeah. You and Victor, man, hardcore movie fans absolutely love it. Oh, this was a ton of fun. It's Later. great to spend time with fellow moviegoers that are passionate about it. That that really find that connection. So thank you so much for having me today. And hey, maybe we'd love to have you on down the line again. As a, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would love that. That yeah. would be kick-ass. Absolutely. <laughs> well, this has been great, guys. We'll see you all again in two weeks. I think it sounds like we're going to have a big old fun uh, just geek out session on Teenage Mutant Ninja oh, yeah. Turtles. Oh, yeah. Mutant Mayhem. Oh, so yeah. So stay tuned for that in two weeks. We'll see you next time. Have a good day, everybody. See ya.